here. Tonight we have an impromptu episode, as we call it, the emergency podcast. We this this could not wait. This could not waste. If you've been reading up on the NBA, um, there's been some drama going on with the Phoenix Suns. Apparently, Eric Bledsoe is all but done with the team. Um, he's being kicked off, more or less. They're trying to find a trade right away. The Bucks' name has been thrown in the hat. So we got a couple topics we want to talk about tonight. Uh, that as well as a couple other ones real quick. With me, I got JP. What's up, JP? What's up? With us for the first time doing? ever, we have special contributor Patrick Wheelock, or as we call him, Clish McClaver. Hello, greetings. How you doing, Clish? Outstanding. So we got the All Star Squad here tonight. We just want to break down a couple of uh, current events going on with the Bucks. Uh, JP, what are you hearing? So I guess just to give people a kind of a, a brief backdrop, if they aren't familiar with this whole Eric Bledsoe situation. So last night he sent out. It was a a, a rather cryptic tweet where you kind of had to read between the lines. And so the the tweet stated, I don't want to be here. And like to the common person, like scrolling down a Twitter feed, that doesn't really mean anything, even if it is a, a fairly notable NBA player. But for people who are invested into the NBA and who kind of follow all the teams around the league, you kind of know that this is a, a tweet sent out just so that he could let the organization know, I kind of, I don't want to be here just because of the situation we're in and the situation we've been in for the past few years. And as of today, as you had mentioned, the Bucks could potentially, I don't want to overreact, but the Bucks could potentially be a home for Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, according to Mark Stein, the Bucks have actually expressed interest in him already, according to league sources. Uh, Eric Bledsoe says that I don't want to be here. He was actually referring to uh, being at a hair salon. So I don't know. Which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, we've kind of heard about this a little bit. But, you know, the, is Eric Bledsoe the number one player I want on my team? No, not at all. But it's one of those things kind of like the DeMarcus Cousins situation last year, or even the Paul George, where you've got this drama going on where the team doesn't want the guy, and maybe there's going to be a cheap asking price. I mean, look at what... Look at what the Thunder had to give up for Paul George. Basically nothing. Same thing goes for DeMarcus right. Cousins. I mean, yeah, Buddy Heald could be good. But, I mean, in terms of getting a good player, uh, maybe this is an opportunity for the Bucks. Definitely. It's definitely an opportunity. And if you start looking at the pieces that they could give away. So, I was looking online and I saw Greg Monroe, Thom Maker, and a potential draft pick. So just thinking about getting rid of Monroe. Yeah. Obviously I'm not the I'm not that high on him. I think there's using this tra- using this trade as a way to get rid of Monroe could be exceptional cuz then you don't have to worry. I mean, yeah, his contract is up after this year, but as far as like outlook for the future, having Eric Bledsoe for the next 2 years, yeah. coupled with Giannis and Middleton, I think that could bowl well for for well, us. Well, we've been talking about how we need scoring and I, yeah, I don't know what right. to say. Cause, but the thing is, I don't want to give up. I'm, I'm careful with what I'm willing to give up. Like, I'm not willing to give up Maker. I'm not willing to give up Giannis. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably have to give something. But, I mean, part of the reason why, you know, I'm thinking about this is because I'm thinking maybe, you know, maybe it could be a good deal. Apparently, the Suns reached out to the Knicks about Frank. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. We'll say N and Willie Hernan Gomez. So, I mean, maybe we could get a, a good deal. Um, Kind of shift gears a little bit since he hasn't been on the podcast before, but he's been uh, kind of part of the process. 
Uh, Patrick, so mm-hmm. um, me and Justin have been talking about Giannis, and everyone's talking about Giannis. Even GQ wrote an article about Giannis today. No, no kidding. But I just want to hear your thoughts. Throw your hats in the ring. Well, as a new fan, and I mean new fan, I'm just getting back into the Bucks after a 10-year hiatus after the loss to the 76ers in the Eastern Conference in, what, 2001? 16 years. 16 years. Just getting back into it. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm a fair-weather fan, but I'm definitely – I wasn't with them through – the crummy years recently. So, um, Giannis is definitely rekindling that fire for me, I guess. Uh, he's certainly super exciting to watch to a novice fan like myself. What else do you want to know? Soon, soon, soon to be expert fan. I would think, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, kind of where Giannis fits into this Eric Bledsoe thing. And what, you know, we've been talking about, and I think everyone's observing is, uh, you know, as great as 44 points is if we're going to be that elite team, someone's got to help him out. So I don't know. Maybe that's right. someone on the roster. Maybe it's Eric Bledsoe. Maybe we give up a couple role players to get Eric Bledsoe. Maybe we give up a future draft pick. Uh, I mean, this seems like no, a so cool ben, so it is. So Ben, I have, I have a question for you. With that, I, yeah. I guess so. Looking at, I know you mentioned Demarcus Cousins and Paul George, and the value teams got back for those players wasn't really exceptional. So, what value do you think Eric Bledsoe has, or what value do you think he does not have? It's really hard to say. Like, if I, I don't know. I, I, I think some, he's a little older. Uh, I mean, but mm-hmm. keep in mind, the last two years, he scored over 20 points a game. So exactly. I think something like Malcolm Brogdon plus John Henson, I'd hate to give up Brogdon, but I mean, you, 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 you're going to have to give up something. I mean, John Henson's not a piece that any of these teams wants. Monroe is it? None of the players we want to trade, obviously, you know, are, are players that these teams, you're going to have to give up something. And, I, you know, I have to think. If they're giving up Bledsoe, I, you know, with Devin Booker being a mediocre defender, you'd think they'd like a good defender at the one to kind of cover some of his weaknesses. So I could see them wanting a player like Brockton, and you know, maybe we could work some things around. But giving up that John Henson contract, although like losing Brockton, no one, we don't want to lose Brockton, but giving up the Henson contract could, you know, leave us a lot of options uh, in the future for free agency in the next few years. So maybe we could structure the <laughs> contracts a little bit to work something along the lines of that because. Uh, he's making $14.5 million this year and $15 million next year. Um, Hence, is making mm-hmm. $11 million, And if I do my math correct, off of the Malcolm Brogdon rookie contract, that would add up to about the same. So, figuratively, that trade could work in terms of salary. Right. But then as far as, like, like you said, fit, how, how, how much, like, how good is that fit in Phoenix? Just saying, if you threw that out there. Uh, with the, I'm sorry, the fit for uh, uh, Bledsoe in Milwaukee or the fit in Phoenix? The fit in Phoenix for, so say if the, the Suns happen to get Henson. I think that's Brogdon. a great fit because they're struggling on defense. Um, Henson could you know, mm-hmm. offer some rim protection. Uh, Brogdon obviously could help out in the perimeter defense. So I think, I think it could be a win-win for both teams. Uh, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. there's some attitude issues with Bledsoe. But I feel like playing with someone like Giannis, Giannis is just kind of a no-nonsense, hard-work guy. I feel like some of that attitude, well, he wouldn't have a choice. I mean, he'd have to come in here and contribute. I mean, when you've got your, your MVP candidate in the gym shooting until 3 in the morning, not complaining, I mean, there's no real room for that. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, playing with the former player and Jason Kidd that understands players, he understands what it's like being a player, uh, but then also just mm-hmm. kind of with that Giannis leadership, quiet leadership, Giannis is a huge talker, but kind of that lead-by-example mentality, I think maybe that he could, you know, this could be the fresh start he needs. Right. Would you yeah, guys definitely. Be happy with that trade, though, I mean, is that actually a good trade? I think so, and not necessarily like rationally. 
But in terms of, like, at some point, we've got to get some pieces around Giannis. Like, rationally speaking, maybe that's not a good trade based off of what we've seen from Brogdon. But I, I would be okay with trying something. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of the, I guess, one of a trade scenario that I could see, I don't know why, but I could see, because I remember, like, remember you said if the Bucks weren't going to actually give Jabari that extension before that deadline, then we would essentially lose him in restricted free agency. I would be interested to see if they coupled him, say, with the John Henson or couple him with the thought maker or even throwing a futures pick just because then it's like hey we can get some value out of jabari yeah. instead of like i don't know i think that would be interesting well, to that, see it's kind of a high risk for them but i guess getting someone like right okay but, on the on the you know i mean they have the bird rights for him so i mean if someone offers mm-hmm. him next year you know they can keep him if they want so yeah i mean maybe that works for them Right, and I don't know, like, even, like, looking down the line, even, like, in the next two, three years, it doesn't look like the Suns will be even anywhere close to, you know, making the playoffs. No, no. Going forward. I mean, so even if you, years if you, Yeah, so, even, so if you look at, if they do want to take that risk on, say, Parker, and then you have Jackson and then Booker, that's a really nice, that's, a, like, a core that could be devastating for, say, f- five, ten years out from now. Yeah. Obviously, you know, everyone yeah, pans out, they stick with the team. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. This is a, it's a kind of very interesting situation. And I'm also um, interested to see how quickly they want to deal away Bledsoe. Yeah. My because, guess would be it's not because, a huge rush because for them, I mean, they want to get losses. Like, who are we kidding? They, they want to get losses mm-hmm. this year. So I don't think it's a huge rush. I mean, because they're, mm-hmm. they're so far deep into that rebuilding mode to try to get some pieces around Booker and Jackson. It's all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, to kind of shift topics a little bit, we wanted to throw in a couple topics with the emergency episode here. We wanted to talk about naming rights for the arenas, and for the arenas is in plural. We're talking about both the upcoming uh, New Bucks Arena, which uh, have a show announced, Jim Gaffigan, coming in September next year. That'll be the first announced show at the arena, with obviously the season starting next October. But then, Justin, I hear we have some news for the Oshkosh Arena, for the Wisconsin Herd. Yes, yeah, so... The Menominee Tribe, this was actually reported today that they were, they basically bought the naming rights to the new Oshkosh Arena. And, you know, part of doing this was to bring a little bit more awareness about their casinos in another city in Wisconsin. And where where is that casino? It's Kanisha. I think that's how you pronounce it. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong here, but I, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Is that close to Oshkosh? That's actually a, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Huh. That's, well, and then, uh, so yeah, so that's interesting to hear. We got that. It's Kashina. Uh, it's, it, it's pronounced Kashina. Yeah. Okay. So the herd yeah. uh, just starting training camp actually today. So uh, that season wraps up early in November. We're going to start getting some info on the herd too as the season kind of goes underway. It'll be interesting, like we see Gary Payton suiting up tonight um, with the injury to Brogdon. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see players kind of going both ways. We expect to see GP2 playing quite a bit for the herd and then going up. It'll be interesting to see, you know, some of the guys like obviously, you know, Sterling Brown, DJ Wilson haven't really seen the floor. Vaughn hasn't really seen the floor. 
I don't think we'll see John Maker playing up in Oshkosh, but those uh, three I just mentioned, I could see playing in Oshkosh this this season. I I can see Vaughn playing without a doubt. Um. So yeah, that brings us into the other arena, the New Bucks Arena. Uh, Klish, what do you think? If you had to guess naming or naming rights, who's it I going think, to? I think you gotta look. You gotta look at the local companies around here. You gotta look at Harley Davidson. But now with this new Menominee Tribe thing, what about Potawatomi? Yeah. Is, that, is that completely crazy? I'm not sure they have the cash for it, but those casinos to make a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something to consider, Pat. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It could it could be a company outside Wisconsin too. I mean, BMO Harris, um, they do a lot of sponsoring for the Bucks. Um, I don't know. Thoughts from you, Ben? Yeah, I mean the the name Foxconn has been floating around. Um, I don't think we're actually gonna win the bid for Amazon, but. Does does Amazon have have names to any arena? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of either. So I don't really know. I mean, something like Harley would make sense. Um, with Foxconn, mm-hmm. not as much of a consumer brand. Obviously, a ton of money to kill. So, but both those people are going to be. I mean, Amazon and Kenosha with their pl- yeah. with their distribution center, Foxconn with their new thing. They're going to be looking to kind of spread the name in the Milwaukee area. And yeah. now is a good time. I think Amazon is a real interesting one because for a company like them, it's literally just. Uh, signing a check i mean yeah it's nothing right it's nothing and i i, I right. do know that they have trouble staffing properly even if we don't get that second headquarters in wisconsin which is looking unlikely at this point but even just alone with the distribution center in kenosha i know they have trouble staffing that and just i don't know just building building their presence here i could see amazon i mean that's kind of a dark horse but. so so ben so ben kind of going off of that i have a question for you yeah. so say you're peter and you're in the position to decide is it is it? Do we want to choose s- s- someone based on you know receiving the most amount of cash or visibility? I think there's a couple like for things that, too, because like the, the one issue I have with Harley is like I'll be, I think it's great to get involved with the you know Milwaukee company, but I'm not sure mm-hmm. what kind of crossover there is between Harley Davidson and your typical NBA fan or an array of typical NBA fans. Right. So I'm yeah, not they exactly definitely sure. they align with more with. Right, they more align with like a a Milwaukee Admirals crowd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, or the Milwaukee NASCAR crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of different factors. I think obviously money's gonna come into it, which I think that can mm-hmm. go to the advantage of a company like Foxconn or Amazon that has a little more cash to throw around on fun toys. But yeah, I don't know. And then also another question. Do you know, like, is there like a, like the certain time frame that we have to secure this naming rights deal? Is it before the first act on September 22nd of next year? Or can it, or can it be like, or can it even be like, even going into next season, just be called the Bucks Arena? Well, so right now it's just called Wisconsin Sports and Entertainment Center. Uh, in terms of uh-huh. like logistically building the arena and the the, the exterior of it, I would guess that um, companies are gonna want to, if they if they're gonna put the money, they're gonna want right away. Just with the, right. all the news of the new arena coming out, I mean that's kind of mm-hmm. the point to get free media. So I don't know. I mm-hmm. I would guess it'll be done within the next six months. I know when the Vikings uh, U.S. Bank Stadium just went up, they they did solidify U.S. Bank as the naming rights about mm-hmm. six months before the season started. So I would. Okay. Guess we're gonna hear something pretty soon, right? So I don't know. Exciting time, definitely. And it's, it's fun. It's like it's also interesting just to be able to 
kind of take a guess. Yeah. Just because, like, especially with a city like Milwaukee, there aren't, like, the companies within Milwaukee, they aren't as prominent and they're not, like, directly related to consumers as far as, like, customer-facing brands. So it'll be interesting. Here's one. Here's one. David Gruber. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a hot take. <laughs> that's a long shot. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing. I think I think I have enough of. Pat, I think it's, it's enough of seeing Gruber on television and on billboards going down ninety four. We see him too much already. Well, I think that's all we got for today. Oh, this is just kind of an emergency impromptu episode. We heard about Eric Bledsoe and we couldn't really hold it in. Um, but we're just kind of wanted to chat about it a little bit. Um. Do check out our blog. We have a couple new posts. Uh, I was writing the other day about uh, how people need to step up and contribute. I know uh, JP just wrote an article about uh, Eric Bledsoe, actually. So, yeah, check us out. Uh, we're on Instagram as well, Heard a Deer. Uh, our podcast, as we mentioned, is also on Google Play and on the podcast app on your iPhone as well as on SoundCloud. So, yeah, do check us out. We'd love to hear feedback. Feel free to tweet at us, uh, Instagram, send us a message on Facebook, whatever you want. However you like to communicate or hit us up on our website. You guys got anything else, Klish? No, Klish signing off. JP? JP is signing off as well. Have a good one, guys. Bucks and seven. Bucks and seven.